Collins is next. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Fun Point, a podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and with me, as always, is Dr. Brooks Oglesby, PhD. Greetings and salutations. Respect. Respect. Um, so we're doing our usual Thursday here. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're, you you open up, you you on Sunday morning, our listeners all look at their phones at 9 a.m. and they say, where's my treat? Mm-hmm. Where's my where's musical my treat? treat? I've been where's listening to treat? Where's My Treat. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I would feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But then they also, they go to the National Hurricane Center website and they <laughs> see they see all of the five or six storms that at any point we just have percolating out there. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll they'll just know now that from June to November, one of the six or seven storms that exist at all times might but constantly be over your house it might be directly over your house you might be directly over my house but it also might give me enough time to replace my mic and this is a this is the first fun point with a new one so Mm. it takes all kinds so if listeners activate your eagle ears and you can hear yeah the new quality that we have it's life it's like sufjan steven says it takes but also it's really good sometimes as well Mm -hmm. uh this week we're talking about boy genius the album boy genius the album uh, this was your pick, Brooks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one, uh, because all the girlies were talking about it, and I mm-hmm. want, you know, I want to be a, a well-rounded consumer of, of media, and I want to know what the kids are listening to, and I want to know what the girlies are listening to. Mm-hmm. And everybody's been saying Phoebe Bridges around me for, like, the past three or yeah. four years. Uh-huh. She see, she's sort of like, it's like how Rebecca Ferguson, actress, sort of just so- suddenly appeared in every movie in the world. Mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridges sort of also seemed to just sort of apparate one day. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing the word Phoebe Bridgers more and more, and I need to find out if that's, like, a real thing or if it's, like, a chuggy situation. Yeah. Know, it's, like, not a real word. I'll be um, honest. I'll hold myself accountable about it a little bit. I thought that her and Casey Musgraves were the same person until I started mm. doing this uh, episode. Prep. Mm. But now, I'm, you know, we're growing every day. We survived the hurricane. We're doing better every day, and we're learning. Um, and here we are, and we did mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of Boy Genius, the record? Uh, I thought the album was good. You found it enjoyable. I, I, I liked listening to it with my ears. It okay, didn't cause yeah. me. It didn't. It wasn't. And what? Let's just say one of those classic picks where halfway through <laughs> I just have to go listen to something else as like a palate cleanser. Uh, it was uh-huh. not. It was not one of those. I was able. Yeah. To listen. So pulling up the topsters, I see that the last pick were Backstreet Boys and the Heist, and this might have hit you a little <laughs> bit better than that. Yeah, it's always a delight to be able to pl- run an album for its entire forty-one minute playtime and not have to go like do a different activity in the middle of it. Yeah. At uh, no point did Lucy Dacus ever say, "We got that crazy wild and static." No, no, not at but all. But maybe they should have. We'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we gotta. You know, we we tackle like the big questions here on Fun Point, and we give hard hitting analysis. Yeah, we... is the album cover a Great Days reference? Yes. Mm. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Let the let let the voice of boys take you higher. Yeah, twenty twenty three, Lucy Dacus. Twenty twenty three, Bridger Summer. Yeah, there you go. Um, who's your bias? I'm I'm a Julian bias. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a I, the Julian heads are coming out strong for this. Yeah, one, I was very so. excited. We we put it to the chat, and everybody who responded said that they were also Julian heads. 
It's um, it's just kind of cool to be like, here's a person I've never never heard of before, and being like, that's the one that I like, and then everyone else says, yes, me as well. So you know, yeah, that was me with Wanwu a couple weeks ago. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, in many ways, Julian is sort of the Wanwu of the group. Um, yeah. The, in terms yeah. of both of them having like very like sort of stripped down uh, mm-hmm. lyrics about anxiety, depression, and, and Christian upbringing. Yes. Um, they, all, they, they both love to rap about that. They also la- rap about having like big glasses and, and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was all like, I couldn't, I knew that I couldn't bias Phoebe because she was Mario in the situation. Nothing personal. It's like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I when I when I mostly hear about you because you were like making out with Bo Burnham behind Toby Keith at a concert, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure we'll talk about all that. Which I'm sure you've been, I'm sure you you've had your ear to the ground about the Phoebe Bridgers Bo Burnham uh, hullabaloo. Yeah. So, so I didn't, but as as I was uh, on one of my you know secondary listens, I was just going through and and clicking to find some funny genius annotations, and there was one that mentioned that they were the the group was with Phoebe Bridgers in her Tesla. Um, and I right. That, that's, okay. That's all that I need to know about this. Situation. Julian would never do that. No, not at all. Definitely not. Um, I also I was considering one of her solo albums just as like a future. I was it was you know the the when you host a music show sometimes you'll just you'll have some some maybes in the tank. You know you'll yeah, have yeah, some yeah. Uh, some exploratory albums of mm-hmm. which I have a great many. Um, and I had I had one of hers because I listened to enough uh, like AJJ Tiny Desk shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I would love to listen to Andrew Jackson Jihad's song Rejoice live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the uh, algorithm YouTube bot started giving me Julian Baker's Rejoice, which is not a cover. It's a different song. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was the one that I was familiar with. And Lucy Dacus, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's how you say it. Um, she looks super fucking familiar, but I can't I haven't been able to figure out where I where I know her from. So if she has like a popular TikTok or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry for not knowing about it. Mm-hmm. But well, we're learning um, every day. I know I know Phoebe Bridgers from the famous Toby Keith Zapruder film, mm-hmm. which is where he and his movie wife were at a concert and then Phoebe and, and Bo were were doing kissing in the background, which you can't do. You're not allowed to do that if you're caught. No, you should. No, it's like, Bo, you're supposed to be like in your room making emotional music about <laughs> not not dating Phoebe Bridgers. Exactly. Yeah. You're not allowed to leave that room. You you filmed something there, and now you're you're trapped there forever. Uh-huh. So, uh, it's kind of like the thing that that when you do you don't imagine your teachers being like humans and being in other places other than the classroom. Yeah, like when you see your teacher at Food Line, it's deeply fucked. It's exactly. Seeing... Like, so, uh, me and Kim have been have been looking at uh, places to live. You sure. Know, like, yeah, I love like that a, for you guys. A, uh, like like a a house or an apartment or something. Oh, and yeah. there was one that that popped up and it was like, oh, this is like this price is like pretty good. Like what's what's wrong with it? You know, like what's sure what's it is technically here? in New Jersey. Exactly. So not a single place uh-huh. uh, anyway. So we we like uh, Google. I was like, that street sounds familiar. Oh, that's weird. Well, let me check it out. It's literally across the street from my school. That's pretty good. So on one hand, I would be able to walk to work. On the other hand students would be able to point at me and be like look at mr c walking home (laughs) yeah so uh much to consider yeah Uh, i that that would be hard because with my one day of experience teaching mm -hmm. um when i had to call out sick i only had to put on the sick voice for the duration of the phone call 
Mm-hmm. But I feel like you, you know, you accidentally, you know, oh, I don't feel good because you would, you want to watch like an afternoon Mets game or something like that. I'm doing that, I have to do like, go incognito with like a big pair of sunglasses. And, like, yeah, like he, anytime on. you walk around your house, like with any windows <laughs> yeah. open, you're gonna have to like, oh, oh uh, my stomach. Like you're not, you're gonna have to do the kayfabe all day. Yeah, there's gonna be like a, an extremely blurry picture of me from one of the second floor classrooms where I'm like smiling and drinking a fucking margarita <laughs> by my window. Yeah, he's smiling. Like, he can't be watching the Mets at all. <laughs> exactly. What's he up to? <laughs> Mr. Principal get his ass. Yeah. I was getting on the bus and I heard I heard Macklemore the Heist playing from Mr. C's house. What was that about? <laughs> he's been listening to it for the last two weeks straight. I don't know. <laughs> That's how you know he's very healthy. Mr. C only does this when he's very happy. Uh, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a stress yeah, have- in the world. I haven't heard Fancy coming from Mr. C's house in the past month. I'm very right, beginning to yeah. get very worried about him. Uh, anyway, you want to talk about this album? Yeah. Uh, first track we have on here, Without You, Without Them. Be uh, honest. Mm-hmm. Were, you, were you scared that, like, the first 90 seconds of this album didn't have any riffs or drums or guitar in it? Like, no, they... because, so that's that's kind of Boy Genius's trick and is why they're so smart and have mental level IQ. I say that about all women, yeah, but them as well. Is I, I was, at first, I was a little worried. Right. But then I looked over and saw the song was only a minute and a half. So I was like, okay, it's kind of like a little, right. you know, a little uh, intro thing. Because that hit me very, when they sort of do a barbershop quartet trio to start, whatever, to start the album, I was like, oh no, this is something that I could see Eddie's brain just sort of rolling right off. It but was then, cool when they all came in with the speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. Yeah. That was good. Uh, it's a but, it's a song about how it's nice to talk to a person about events and happenings and phenomena and stuff like that. It's nice. <laughs> but I don't think it would be hurt by, you know, some chug chugs in the background. Yeah. Speak to me. Speak to me. Yeah. I'm I'm bobbing my head already. So there is one part in, at, at the start of the song where they say, I want to hear your story and be a part of it. Uh, you can't say and be a part of it in a song without me thinking new york new york uh-huh. coming right after so i was i wasn't i won't say expecting it but i will say my brain was primed for that for that to play i i was ready <laughs> for any so you, you know they could have i want to hear your story like you could have you could have gussied it up uh-huh yeah uh it's no they go who would i be without you and then the crowd goes without them it'd be pretty good <laughs> yeah good eye sniper oh hell yeah brother fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah julian sing that shit yeah this yeah this song reminds me of coheed and cambria's a favor <laughs> house atlantic and i'll tell you why yeah, anytime I hear a good song, I'm like, this reminds me of a favorite house, Atlantic, which is also good. <laughs> this, yeah, this good song reminds you of In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 by Coheed and Cambria. I'm gonna donate to whatever boy genius Patreon tier I need to get them to do a cover of You're Gonna Go Far, Kid. <laughs> that would go extremely hard. Mm. Uh, completely acapella, though. Yeah. No instruments. Just, yeah, when yeah, you get a dance, chance. dance, fuck or dance. So, would you like to talk about $20 where the chug chugs come in? Sure. I, I let's next is twenty dollars, and this is a song about having twenty dollars. Um, yeah, it's about going twenty dollars mode. 20, <laughs> I did. I forget if it was like a, a a tweet or a TikTok or something. Kim showed me because it's basically the same thing. Yeah, but it 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 was like if you leave your house to like do something, 
just expect to spend $40. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, why? <laughs> why is that? <laughs> why is that the amount now? I don't, yeah, I, don't I went know. and got toilet paper at Target and it was $40 because uh-huh. I got some other shit. I literally went to ShopRite the other day. We we wanted to have, what was it? Like, I was like, you know what I'm in the mood for for some reason? Sloppy Joe's. I haven't had a classic, like, sure, yeah. sloppy Joe, and then, you know, we'll have, like, french fries or something. We'll have, all right, a zesty seasoned curly fry uh-huh, yeah. on the side. Now you're speaking my language. I only got shit for that dinner. Sloppy Joe dinner, $29. What are we doing? Pretty good. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm just glad, like, I don't know if I've family. ever... I have a list of things that, uh, like, stopped existing since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them are attributable to, you know, catastrophic climate change, where, like, my list, it, it includes, like, those little, uh, those little, like, fuzzy caterpillars that used to be all over the fucking place. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, pleasant afternoon thunderstorms. There's way mm-hmm. less of them these days mm-hmm. um, in Florida. But the I really miss those, is- I miss those, like, sour Altoid mints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those really like those, those went away, and nobody's talking about it. But also, I do have sloppy joes on my list. That used to be a thing that I would hear about. And then I guess when I stopped having elementary school school lunch, like mm-hmm. you saying that just now is the first time that I've been assured that it was ever actually a real thing. Yeah, I wasn't even. I wouldn't. I wasn't even going fucking the bear mode on it and making it like three star Michelin. It was just classic materials you needed. to Sure. Make. Yeah. I, a, I, a, an Anya Taylor Joy the menu style. I did get. Joe. I got the brioche buns. Because I oh, wanted sure. to, yeah. to zest it up a little bit. But everything else is standard. And that shit cost me $29 American USD. Yeah. When, so. on, the, on the other hand, when I see those like 99 cent ballpark buns, I'm like, that's not food. That can't that's, be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Something's going on in there. <laughs> yeah. New paper mache style buns. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Well, that's good that you're innovating. Reddit, what's a small luxury that is worth the money for? And it, it, mm. uh, uh, not a 99 cent hamburger bun. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. I'll take that King's Hawaiian shit. I don't care. Uh-huh. So anyways, uh, this song is about the... the um, Every girl that I've ever talked to has dreamed of riding the rails. Mm-hmm. They... Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, everybody always says, women, women be shopping. And, you know, that may or may not be true. It's not my place to say. But it is my place to say that every girl dreams of riding the rails every day. And this song, even Phoebe Bridges is like, I was thinking about the vibe of hitchhikers in San Francisco. Just some buds hanging out with their feet sticking out of their van. Mm-hmm. The vibe of, I, the I, vibe of I, traveling yeah. with friends and my only contribution is needing 20 bucks. What's better I, than I, this? I know for sure Kim Kim had that phase where she she, like read the back of on the road and was like this is cool this is me i think i'm a beat poet now and i think then, i'm alexander super tramps yeah uh-huh uh which i i think one of her favorite movies also so <laughs> pretty good yeah well, yeah that 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 and Confirmed. weird weirdly kim's kim's favorite movies are that uh fucking titanic and grizzly man so i don't know what's going on grizzly man's really good <laughs> yeah i think that was the the last college class to date that I've ever taught was a seminar on Grizzly Man because I could kind of teach about whatever I wanted. And I was like, do y'all want to watch Grizzly Man and talk about it? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the nature of truth and the documentary form and all that shit. But mostly, do you want to talk about how this man, Timmy, was up to something? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the connective tissue. And I think Kim's favorite genre is about, like, guys who take a trip and die. I think that's yeah. So that's probably like Kim's version of the young the young thug tweet is I love when men die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So respect to her. Yeah, good for her. Uh-huh. Speaking of good for her, um, mm-hmm. 
Lucy is in sort of like what I like to call Momo position on this song, where she has like two words on the entire song. Dream mm. rotation. I, I wasn't expecting it to be... I thought going into it, they would all just be like singing every song, but some of them are like, no, this is this is a Phoebe Bridgers one. Can I tell you? I'm know? surprised every time when... Mm. And it, I was surprised with Backstreet Boys. I was surprised with Seventeen. I was surprised with Boy Genius. The fact that it's not just most of them singing all of the songs together at all times. Like when mm-hmm. I see that... Oh, this one's a Lucy verse. Like I, yeah. I guess I just don't have sophisticated ears because I, I, I until will... I see the names in front of me, I'm like Harry Styles is singing all of this. Yeah, uh, we we goof on the genius, you know, contingent of yeah, our of our them. audience a lot, but respect them for when multiple people are in a group for doing the like standard italic bold. Oh yeah, who's singing? That's that's a good format to follow. Yeah, they're keeping the lights on for us, and I appreciate it. Exactly. And it also Thank seems you. like you know we got some. This is a good album for the genius heads because it's less, there aren't songs on here that's like, um, I'm smoking your love like a pipe or whatever. Like this one, yeah. mm-hmm. this one, is, there's a whole, verse two is all about the fucking quadruple entendre. Mm-hmm. We play with fire. Mm-hmm. The Chevy's been on cinder blocks and cinder is, is what comes it's after fire. the fire's done. Yeah. And we're arsonists mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. got all that shit. Mm-hmm. All that real mm-hmm. deep Marshall Mathers shit going on. So it's nice yeah. that the genius, the geniuses are out in full force on this one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, the song is about the feminine urge to have twenty dollars. <laughs> um, I, I in a twenty twenty one interview with the Guardian, Julian talked about her forms of rebellion as a child, including some arson. Where I grew up in the Memphis suburbs was not the epitome of cool, so I didn't know what else to be except a goth kid. I would just get home from school and walk around the neighborhood finding other kids outside. We'd go behind the storm drain and smoke cigarettes, hide from our parents, and set stuff on fire. It was Tennessee. There wasn't a lot to do. <laughs> so yeah, I think. When you're a kid, it doesn't matter, which I'm, I'm definitely, in Tennessee, there is, you know, less to do, I'm sure. Yeah, I've listened but, to John Bryan. I know what's going on. But when there. you're a kid, it feels like, like, no matter where you are, you can't do shit. Like, you just have to find whatever's in, like, a four-block radius of you and make the best it of it. Sucks. It sucks. That's the main thing when people are like, I wish I could be a kid again. No, you don't. No, you absolutely do not. You do not. Mm-hmm. Do you know how, like... Or you maybe could, you, you do, you wish you could be a kid now because you can stay inside and be on iPad Fortnite all day. Like, yes, that's great. Yeah, I'd love <laughs> to watch, like, the Toilet War videos that everybody's watching now. Uh-huh. Like, that seems really funny and interesting. And uh-huh. I do kind of like where everybody's going mm-hmm. in terms of, like, uh, comic sensibilities with mm-hmm. with, the, with mm-hmm. Generation Alpha. It seems good and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how, like... like, like when you're when you're 12 and you want a sloppy joe, you can't just go to Targus and get sloppy joe supplies. You can't. You have to you ask. Could, you, have, you have to ask and then wait for your parents to like get the materials at some point. And then though, there is there is one one benefit of being a kid. And it is that someone would personal make pan food, pizza book it. Personal pizza pan hut. pizza that someone at least if you were lucky, someone would consistently make dinner for you. That's that was the only cool. good I part like about that. being a kid because now you have to do that every day and it's not fun. I would yeah. love it if my dad still like called me after work and was like, "Hello, would you like a would you like a Mighty Kids meal from McDonald's on the way home? Would you like an Angus Third Pounder, my son? I love you." That, I would that, I would love that call. That or my dad just texting me the single word food and then I know that like, yeah. he, he made a delicious rice and beans dish and I feel like your dad and Kim communicate to you over text in very similar ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the glimpses I get, uh-huh. it's, it's very, it's very matter of fact. But yeah, it's it's just. But my dad's fact is always like it'll just say food, right? And that means dinner is done. Kim will 
Kim does the same thing, but asking me if I'm done making dinner by just saying like sloppy question mark <laughs> and but that means is the sloppy joe done and not a different thing <laughs> that i that i'm like oh word uh it means uh-huh. is is dinner done yeah uh so, so i say so i say yes and then she comes <laughs> to the kitchen's like what the fuck we're, we're both like what are you talking about I don't yeah know. hang on <laughs> that could have meant anything yeah hold on i'm confused <laughs> I, I, I tried to meet you at 7-eleven i didn't i didn't see you there <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was free sloppy day, and, and, yeah. and you weren't there. No one there knew you. What's going on? <laughs> Anyways, the next song is called Emily. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's about a, it's about a, a sloppy misunderstanding. Yes, exactly. Much like we were just talking about in a very humorous manner. Yes, um, it is. Uh, let's. Hey, see. you know, was, it, this was released within the teaser for Boy Genius's debut album, The Record. So it's like, hey, you know what you're getting into. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, if you're if you're Emily out there, mm. I'm sorry. Mm. I know that it, it takes all kinds, and you know, art's beautiful no matter what you do, unless mm-hmm. uh, you're a band I don't like. But I will never make art with anyone I know's real Christian name in it. Exactly. Like mm. if I, you have my solemn vow that if I ever write the great American novel, and I just might someday, mm-hmm. um, I will have pulled out like. A baby name book just to make sure that I don't accidentally name a character after anybody that I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I know anybody named Gene, so I can use that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's about as far as I've gotten so far. I think I know everybody you, else. You gotta I know do, a, a name of anybody, every other person. You gotta do the Gaslight Anthem thing, where he says, call every girl I've ever met Maria, but I only love Virginia's heart. And it's like, well, who are those people? And you have to be like, I'll never tell. And it's like, Maria is like a symbol of a loss. Come on, keep up. You know, yeah. it's not that hard to do. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break into the YA scene with my new dystopian novel in which all women have the same name. Oh, that's that's gonna fucking sell, dude. That's yeah, gonna go that's nuts. gonna be pretty good. And, I'm gonna oh, call and, it Divergent. And then in 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 the the like dramatic climax when Divergent is like, my name is Rebecca. And it's gonna be like, holy shit! That's, no, that's my name. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they all they all live on like the 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 red quadrant. It's, it's gonna. It's, I'd love gonna to be, live on the yeah. yellow quadrant where all of the capital is. So all 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 women are named. Uh, are named Maria in this world, and then they like they overthrow the government and then gain autonomy, and they can name themselves whatever they want. But they all just change their names to Rebecca, and everyone fucking kills you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, they're good names. I don't know what to tell uh, you. Yeah, those are the two names I know. So I don't. I don't know what else. Yeah, yeah, you're getting on. You're getting on George's ass for naming people Bobby B. But you know, think to yourself it's about no. how many names you know, and then yeah. think about it. If you if somebody was named Andrew, you'd you'd be mad at George, but then he names them Andro, and you get mad. Yeah, like Andrew Jones Very hypocritical. From, from the Braves, and it's like that's a real guy. Yeah, that looks like a George S. spelling, but no, he's just like from Curacao. So think about that. Yeah, think about that. Mm. Um, the reason that we're talking around this uh, song is because because we wanted we wanted to put jokes on the episode. We wanted to put jokes on the episode, and everybody always sings about being 27 and being at a crossroads of inner turmoil. But what about mm-hmm. the 30s? What about us? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's just hard to relate to. And it's, it's, like it's just... everybody's always like, "I'm 22" or "I'm 27" or whatever. But what if you're what if you're older than that? You still mm-hmm. have pro- some 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 would even say that you have more problems. Then think about mm-hmm. it, because mm-hmm. nobody's singing songs about you, which is the the true the true sadness. Mm-hmm. Something. God damn, about. it's really making me think. 
I did read uh, a few a nice a nice little Phoebe mood, um, which is where uh, Phoebe Bridgers first sent her bandmates this song after some shit called Punisher was released. They were all in the movie The Punisher, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and asked, can we be a band again? And we, we were all nervous to bring it up. We all thought that we were more excited than the other person, which is cute. Like that all three very, of them were like, I sure nice. would love to be in Boy Genius, but all three of them were like, <laughs> you know, you know, oh, you're just doing this to make me happy. You don't actually want to do a band with there, me. There's like a supercut of all of them at two in the morning going into YouTube and typing the word supergroup at once and just like being like, ah, oh, uh-huh, yeah. if only, if only I could live this again. Yeah. But no, that would be silly. None of them want to do that. Yeah. Hmm. We're in like, we're in like year nine and every time at like 5.30 PM when you log in, I'm like, oh shit, you still want to do this? Great. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Respect. Uh, Yeah, respect. Great. Let's do it. All right. This is fucking awesome. (laughs) So that's what that song's about. Mm -hmm. Next we have, uh, what is it? True Blue? The Blue Line. Yeah. Yeah. The Thin Blue Line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it's about. Oh, this uh, one. This one's the one with the Instagram line in it. Oh, like the one that would be a caption in an Instagram. The one that I Instagram physically manifested in front of me when I heard it. Uh, which, which one is, is that, Brooks? Which is you say you're a winner, bitch, but summer's in your blood. Yes, exactly. That was the, I. I was. I was. Listen, I was under hurricane conditions, and I was like, mm-hmm. I need to go take pictures of me at the beach with hot dog legs right now. <laughs> yeah. So that I can make that my caption, because that, that must be the most popular Instagram caption of August 2023. 20, like, I'm imagining instantly. you doing the I can be your angel, your angle or your devil, uh, but both of them are just the exact same picture. Yeah. You're in Florida, so. <laughs> it's a picture of me like getting on a gurney after I break my forearm skimboarding. <laughs> yeah. Summer's in my blood. What can I say? Um. Yeah. And then but you anyways. can't help but become the sun and think about it. The last album we did was was Face the Sun. Was Face the Sun, yeah. So now we're we're evolving. I'm become, I'm become, I'm becoming. Yeah. Just something to think. Did you see Chris Jericho really posted the the joke we made about Fozzie having like the biggest concert? It's in really history? funny. It's Fozzie <laughs> has technically had a bigger house than uh, the Boy Beatles Genius may ever have. Yeah. Uh huh. As big a crowd as Jack Yesterday and Ed Sheeran from the movie Yesterday. Mm. Fantastic. But they are right. Going outside into the beach does help if you like. If you have the depression and you want to, you want to, you want to be sad. Maybe you go to the beach. Maybe you'll feel a little better. It's happening. I mean, and it could happen to like, you. We're still, we're still thinking about it, right? But tomorrow, me and Tim, it's we're off Friday and Monday, and then we have to go to school for real. And me as well, brother. Let's go. And we were thinking about going to the beach. Yeah. But also, part of me is like, we could just do nothing. Like we could just stay home. But I feel like I would enjoy one last one last ride, uh, you know. Yeah, sure. On the sand before, because also I feel like in your position, it's going to get uh, progressively. You're you're about to meet, you know, a bunch of a bunch of bright young minds mm-hmm. who are going to uh, be able to identify you by sight. Mm-hmm. So I would be wanting to do things as much as possible at the very start now, of the school year before before they when, you know, know there's going to be yeah. you know the 200 300 new bright young minds who like will identify you in your board shorts at the beach you know exactly. by the end of the year yeah 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 and yeah, I can't have that mm-hmm. I don't want that at all yeah 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 I I would be I would be playing as many rounds of laser tag with randos uh, mm. this weekend as possible because you know those could be my future students in there I need I need to. I don't need them to know how good I am at laser tag. Exactly. They can find out later. Yeah. To the, to their great displeasure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what did I do this summer? I played some 
laser tag at the funplex. <gasps> yeah. You're a maverick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. got me. You're the masked man who gave me all of your tickets as you were leaving the arcade? That's right. That, that's right. Someone had to do it. I have no need for these. I'm in my 30s and I can just go buy a PS2. <laughs> yeah. But have, have have fun. Have fun, kid. Mm. Uh, you, uh, you need enough. Uh, you need enough tickets for that funny finger trap. Mm-hmm. I can hey, simply go on Amazon and buy ten of them for three dollars. Thank you. Hey, kid, catch! And I toss forty-seven tickets that barely make its way over <laughs> to the kid. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, they're not even like uh, rolled up together. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like confetti string. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's two feet ahead of you. Pretty good. Anyway. Uh, this song is about um about the thin blue line and, and bleeding blue. For yeah, the, boys. the song is the song is good. It every like I will never be sincere on Maine, but like every every now and then this album does have a line that's just it hit it has that good songwriting shit where it's like there's a line that's just specific enough to sound like it's based on a real thing, but it's vague enough to be relatable. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking cold readings for music. Mm-hmm. Where one of who who says this shit. Uh, talk about italics is okay. All of them say it. Mm-hmm. Um, they say like you've never done me wrong except for that one time you don't talk. We don't talk about, and mm-hmm. it's like I bet I bet every every fella date dating a goyle is making the bappy yeah. face when they hear that. You know you did something at some point. Ha you know you- I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt the person I love accidentally. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what the song's about. Mm-hmm. That's that's um, what the time that I, I I accidentally compared Kim to Donald Trump on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you understood what I was saying, though, right? No, like got... but yeah. Listen, we're the producers of <laughs> the studio right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm producing this one. So. Yeah, this is <laughs> this so is what a I said made, episode. What I said made sense. And if you want to know what I said, please pay one dollar. <laughs> yeah. It's you know I don't like the guy, but he was mm. he's successful in some ways. Mm. I don't I don't like the guy, but he was very catty toward Broadway stars. So right. you know. Uh, next yeah. we have cool about it. Cool about um, it. And this is when you want you want to be cool. Yeah. You know, you want everyone to think you're like you're you're a cool person, and then you you think about right. Simon and Garfunkel and say I can do that. And, and uh, Julian, everybody's bias is like, I'm meet me at the dive bar, gonna go shoot some pool and make fun of the cowboys with the neck tattoos. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you went to a dive bar? I I don't know because I don't really really drink that much anymore. I yeah. feel like there was like maybe a, a two year period where I did that a lot. Uh-huh. And then When um, you were thirteen to fifteen and then you were like, I must put away such childish things. Exactly. And then I and like one day I was just like, I don't like how alcohol tastes anymore. Um so, you know. I, I just, did I see didn't do that there anymore. was some, one of those one of those drinks. I don't I don't let that take up too much mental real estate for me. But mm-hmm. I, I, it's like White Claw or somebody. Somebody's mm-hmm. putting out like a they're they're exploring putting out like a non alcoholic version. Mm-hmm. One of one of the popular like alcohol seltzer drinks, and I'm very excited about the prospect. Uh, the the main the main place we would go. There's this bar in New York called the Library, and I distinctly remember one time. It, it, you can fit like seven people in there, but there were always like forty. And then one time they were playing Taxi Driver on a TV, and I got more fucked up than I've ever been in my life, and don't remember how I got. Yeah. Home. So. Because you saw Sybil Shepherd, and you were like, "Hello, ma'am." 
I, I, I do remember it was like we were in there for a little bit. And then I rem- the next thing I remember, I was outside with Chris and another one of, of our friends smoking the biggest comedy joint you've ever seen. Uh-huh. And then I don't you remember. You were smoking the else. Bender joint from the $300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh-huh. And that's the last time I remember being there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then I woke up in front of this mic. Hello. Hello. Here I am. I'm a teacher now. Um, let's see. My notes on the song are mostly similar where it's like the, I ask you how you're doing and I let you lie. Like, that's a good line. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's good writing in it. But then verse three I have is, is could be referencing ass pills. Let me see what I meant by that. Okay, I took your medication to know what it was like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I need me a girl to take my probiotics to show, like, to exactly. see what it's like. I could show yeah. you a whole new world. If you really cared about me, you drink this entire glass of Metabuzel. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah, I, I love I love icing my wife by giving her a Miller a Miller High Life full of uh, fucking Metamucil. Delicious. Yeah, I, icing my wife with my fucking iron pills and being yeah. like, aha, now your poop's going to be a weird color. Have yeah, fun. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> You're going to laugh about this tomorrow. Anyway. Yeah. I need yeah. this so I don't get dizzy all the time. Yeah. That was me eating oops all berries in high school. Uh huh. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely happened. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody who ate a lot of oops all berries and like is older than the age of like ten. However mm. old you are when uh your poop starts uh reflecting the food you eat. Mm-hmm. That shit was scary. The first the first time you ever had a the first time you ever had an interesting color situation after eating some weird cereal was a was a very formative time for me. Yeah, and I'm your, sure all your of our first listeners. your first trip to the bathroom after after you had beets for the first time, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck's going?" I on? I didn't know they could be blue. That's crazy. That's that's awesome. Hey, check yeah. this out. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Check it out. Dad, I just learned something about corn. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Bella's episode. We're getting real blue today. Hmm. Would you like um, to talk about not strong enough? Because I would. I like the song. Yes, I I would I would like to do that. Uh, next we have not not strong enough here, and this one is about how you're always an angel, never a god. Yeah, so. which I I mean honestly, I'd be fine with that. I don't. Yeah, angels seem honestly like they. I mean, if if you've learned anything from Bruce Almighty, it's that it's it's not exactly. very good to be a god. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not answering but, all those goddamn emails. So. Yeah. You know. I um I was reading uh Lucy was explaining her songwriting process and says I do have a collection of boards every year I have a new note on my phone called various bits and I'll write a line here and there and it just grows and grows um <laughs> and in 2009 she wrote uh always an angel never a god and was like I gotta put that in somewhere yeah and she found mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and I do like there, I like I like it I like it when a depression song goes hard yes and so I enjoy, you know, like this could have been a very slow, it could have been another barbershop, uh, tri tet, uh, but it wasn't, uh, this, it, it's, it's like, and you know, you know me, it can be the most, the most beautiful heart wrenching ballad in the world, but if it's just an acoustic guitar, you gotta, you gotta really work some magic to keep my attention. Yeah. 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 You know? So, so the fact that there's, there's like drums and synthesizers in this, I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it's a very it's it's the hey ya thing where it's like this whole song like it's it's got a nice rhythm to it, but it's about like you're you have depression in your kitchen and you're staring at the ceiling fan and it's giving you diarrhea and you can't get up. Mm-hmm. Um, except mm-hmm. for except for Julian on this album where like Phoebe Bridgers is like black hole opened in the kitchen. I'm mm-hmm. I have executive dysfunction. You know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But it seems like Julian seems to have Tyler the Creator style depression. Where you drive a car very fast. I'm so sad I could go drag racing along the beautiful Grand Canyon. Yeah. 
All we needed was was fucking someone in the background going skirt, and then it would yeah. it would have been a Tyler verse. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure on the next album they'll have Bo Burnham doing uh, ad libs. Oh yeah, we really, we really, we'd love that. So, so see, here's here's again just for the for for the the Julian heads out there. Earlier I mentioned uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Tesla, right? Jul- Julian mentions here because I was like whipping the Bronco. Which is an an immeasurably cooler car to have. Uh, if you're if you're doing donuts in your team. fucking in your Bronco, like that's I want to be there. I right, wanna, I want to do that. Yeah, so it's a cool car. Great shit, OP. Yeah, mm. I'm whipping the Crosstrek. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Lucy has the Crosstrek. Like that, I feel like that's the the trio we have here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Responsible. I would, yeah, I, yeah, I hope she's she's sending off Barack Obama war criminal tweets like from, from her sent, Subaru Crosstrek. S- sent from my Subaru Crosstrek Starlink system or whatever. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh. Well, that's not strong um, enough. That's not strong enough. And now let's check in with the Patreon. Let's do it. Dot com slash post game of thrones. Where if you like, you can donate to us. One dollar gets you all of our bonus content, including words and deeds that I did with Brooks and is about. Metal Gear Solid and Snake and his adventures. Uh, Carrying Me Home, that I did with producer Kim, and that's about Jim Carrey movies. And now, Three Star Special, which is about us trying to find the most average movies of all time. Uh, Kim and I have watched her pick for this, for September, which is called Practical Magic, and it's about practical magic, and the movie woman says, what if I was a witch? Uh, and you can watch it too. Yeah. And listen Keith, to us talk Keith, about it at some Keith point Keith Urban's in the wife is, is in it. She sure is for she a majority sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, five dollars. You can request music for us to listen to on this very podcast that you're listening to right now. We might even do it at the end of the episode if you think about it. And you get shout outs at the end of every episode. Ten dollars gets you all that plus special user status in the discord. And we'll create a fire pro wrestling monster for you. We could have a we could have a good trios match. We're going to have boy genius versus like, versus like Misamo. Yeah. Misa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh for for the uh the trio's title yeah see, see who takes it i uh, listen I, I know who i'm putting in the face and heel corner i won't say on this episode out of respect but uh uh-huh. you can watch them but you can't touch them i'm sorry yes thank you uh next where are we revolution zero mm-hmm. paul uh, is dead and- miss him <laughs> what that's you know the Paul is dead. <laughs> oh yeah, I told you I'm I'm like aware of this this theory, but I've never actually like encountered it. It's so. spooky. It's like mm-hmm. it's you put on the song backwards, and it sounds like fucking George or whoever is like Paul is a dead man. Miss him, miss him. Mm-hmm. Or and is it one of those things that it's like which do you hear? Paul is dead or, or Yanny? Or exactly, you know. And yeah. it's like if you're primed to hear it, of course you're gonna think he's saying Paul is dead because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. But he could be saying he, you know, could be saying Paula's shed, like Paula Abdul's shed, and you right. would be none the wiser depending on who asked you. That. Maybe he wasn't singing backwards at all. Exactly, he was saying Paula's shed. <laughs> Come on, use your fucking. He was saying Garden words. Shed from Flower Boy, his favorite album. His favorite album, Garden Shed, Garden Shed, Garden Shed. Yeah, skirt, skirt. So this song is about an imaginary friend, which mm-hmm. I did have as a kid. Um, I I never did. I remember as a kid being like, I don't have an imaginary friend, and I think as a kid that's like something that I should have. You know, I think that was also probably my impetus. Uh huh. Like I I wasn't like a particularly like lonesome kid or only child yeah. or anything. Like I mm-hmm. I hung out with friends a lot. 
Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I was just like, like it was like how I was sometimes I would like feel the urge to shave my face, even though like <laughs> I was uh, like, oh well, I'm 17 now. I should probably put some shaving cream on after the shower and like scrape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll you know cultivate the you know cultivate the soil. Maybe some peach fuzz will grow in. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. I yeah. did. I my imaginary friend's name was Peter, and I think. Mm-hmm. I like got my first taste of like the joys of of grim dark comedy. I remember Did being you in first grade, like murder Peter. No, I one time I think I just like told I decided that it would be funny if Peter died. Uh-huh. So I like told my parents I was like, oh, Peter got hit by a car and died, <laughs> and that got a big laugh. And I think that was a pretty pretty big. That was a, a canon event. I think in my life. Yeah, just uh, oh, what's better? Okay. What's better than having companionship? Getting a fucking nice laugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it's all about, brother. Oh, so you're telling me that if if I I'm constantly losing friends, I get a laugh every time. This is something. Oh, this yeah. Time. Okay. I think I can make that. I'm work learning easily. a lot today. I'm seven years old. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So what? So we learned uh, uh, Phoebe Bridgers compared. It's, it's her admiration for Elliot Smith and the Beatles. Um, Smith's music is something more than an influence. It's absolutely foundational. It's like the Beatles to me, and I mean that in every way. I got scared reading that because I was thinking, like, what if I was the only one who remembered Elliot remembered. Smith? Exactly. That would be that would be pretty scary. That would be really scary because I like I since in the last two weeks listening to this, like I've dipped into Elliot Smith, and I do very much feel like I could get on that wavelength. But I just I don't I currently know very many of the songs by heart, if any. Mm-hmm. And that would really suck if, you know, like, I was the only one who remembered and then, like, a weird Russian guy and, like, an old lady came to my house and was like, you you remember Elliot Smith and that one song about being somebody that you used to know but not the goat yay version. And I'd be like, no, I'm sorry, I don't remember that song. Get out of my house. Now I'm imagining the world where I get hit by a big truck and then your imaginary friend Peter is driving it. And yeah. then I wake up and I'm the only person who remembers, like, the Menzingers. <laughs> just like you know some like like uh, decently popular punk band yeah. that like isn't that famous and being like oh fuck well what am i going to do with this knowledge <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right i'm 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 at open mic night and i'm like i'm i need to preserve you know my favorite band adios adios yeah. hey man hey man did I, you write that song that fucking sucks yeah i know that what i'm going like to do shit, now brother I think this is my calling to play mid-sized venues in the Philadelphia area for 10 years. Yeah. I think that's what I have to do now. Wow, Brooks, did you really write, what's the song called? Chantilly Lace? That's the, that's the most beautiful song I've ever heard. You gotta Whoa. go on James Corden now. Whoa, but Brooks, I, I had a dream where you died in a big plane crash. Like, I don't know what that means, but... Elvis was there too. God, that would have been not to give away, you know, free Patreon gold. Go, go, give us one dollar and listen to our yesterday episode. That would have been a much more interesting premise if, like, if Mark David Chapman started going after the guy who was singing the John Lennon songs. Like, it was a Final Destination scenario. I was, I was thinking the more that, like, to become like super famous, it's like a curse that ends with you dying in a plane crash or like a tragic accident. Or right? Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, and he would just like burn out very quickly. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead, that that John Lennon was alive, so. right? I um, I I start singing, you know, Jailhouse Rock, and everybody's like, "How did you? How did you write that song?" And I was like, "You know, I just had it. I had the, the music wrote itself. I was just the <laughs> conduit." Huh? Like, and uh, 
I'm imagining, you know, that, that, that comic that's like the, the V for Vendetta guy that's getting shot, but he's like, ideas are bullet, uh, bulletproof, yeah. but the inside of your head just says, steal the music from black people. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's what it Elvis. Says. That's Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and tragedy upon tragedy, it's like, you know, that you can never eat a nasty sandwich ever again. That's the most like. Because you know what happens. Yeah. That's the most heartbreaking part of all. Of yeah. I'm walking past Jim South Street, uh, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm not being tempted. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this song is about how Paul is dead. Yeah, this song is about what if Paul McCartney died. <laughs> Next, we have Leonard Crowland, and this song's about Shrek. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think there is, at least in our age group, a large number of people who were introduced to Leonard Cohen through with the Shrek through line. Like, people like it's to act me, like it's yeah. not true, but it's probably true for most of us, I think. I think that's fine. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta find out from somewhere, you know? Shrek's, at, uh, there's rumors that in the new DreamWorks land, they're making it Universal Studios Florida. Um, mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're... It looks like from the scaffolding that they're building Shrek's swamp, like mm. his, his his stupid little treehouse. Mm. And it's like I'm gonna fucking be, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take a picture doing the Leaning Tower of Pisa pose, like in front mm. of Shrek's house. I'm gonna do that shit. Shrek's cool. Mm-hmm. I know that we had a we had a great couple of years there where it was like ironic Shrek humor, but we all enjoy the films. When do you two. think? When do you think Leonard Cohen released the song Hallelujah? Nineteen eighty one. 1984 because to me this seems like one of those songs that's been around since like 1814 yes you know uh but no since the 1980s uh just just something i found out i don't know now i i know so they're you know they seem to have uh a, a level of of appreciation for for mr cohen's work they quote him in the song but it kind of seems like they're putting him on blast for being they're, horny. They're getting, they're getting his ass a little bit. They're they're saying he got horny on monastery, and he wrote he wrote um he wrote a book of horny poetry. It is really funny to release the song Hallelujah in 1984, and then go be a horny monk, a Buddhist monk for five years. That's what that's what Pee Wee Herman did, and we we hated him yes, for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I did look up. I, I so book of longing is the book of poetry that I think is in question that Leonard Cohen wrote, and I'll mm. add that shit to my Goodreads. I don't fucking care. Mm. And the quotes are like, there's a little bit of horny shit in there, but like, it's not. It's not like what you would imagine the kind of poetry that like John Mayer would write. But also, are those just like the chosen excerpts? Because you know, right, I'm sure it's really... all just like just like sweat, just like nasty, nasty shit. Hmm. So, yeah. like, here's, here's, okay. The old are kind, the young are hot, love may be blind, desire is not. Like, that's how, that's how, like, uh, that's how, like, Yo, Dr. DJ, Seuss would get his wife shit. all bricked up. Yeah, exactly. That's when, when, when the Seuss man was getting raunchy, that's the kind of shit Let he would control say. control F, swallow. Okay, that yeah, there's one, there's one hit for swallow. Okay, so that's... I salute you, brave spirit, who has swallowed so much and tasted so little. Okay, this is probably pretty... They're... they're, All right. I'll, uh... I'll allow... Like, I feel like Leonard Cohen also just died. That's probably not true. It's probably been, like, eight or nine years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he died in 2016. Oh, yeah, he died, like, the night after the 2016 election, right? Yeah, I've seen enough. (laughs) Yeah, I'm out of here. November 7th, 2016. That's pretty good. Good timing, dude. Mm. Yeah. 
That was like uh, the Three-Eyed Raven dying like the day before COVID hit the US. Yeah. Just leave me. You go. Yeah, leave me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's what that song's about. It's about uh, Leonard Carlin. Next we have Satanist. And I, I skipped the, ne- the next song because it has a scary title. Oh, this one's really good, though. Will you be a Satanist with me? No. Next no, song. next song. Uh-huh. Now, will you be an anarchist with me? Perhaps. Okay. Now, all right. Now, will you will you be a nihilist with me? No. Now you've gone too far. No, no, there, no. There's no, beauty no. in all things. Fuck you. <laughs> now, are, oh, you're going to ask me about Ecclesiastes next. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm you, back. this, this, yeah, this must have been whiplash for you because it, that's how they get you. They say, do you want to listen to Papa Ghost with me? And you're like, I don't think so. I don't think I'll listen no, to uh. your zero. But then they're citing specific. And then know, Papa gets up there and he's like, there is only one way to heaven. It's through, and it's through Jesus Christ. And I was like, okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on a second. Interesting. <laughs> well, hold on. Let, let, let him cook. Yeah. Hold up. Do you want to swear right here, here right now before the devil? No. No, I do not. I most certainly don't. Uh, yeah, it would have been really cool to learn about the Bible when I was in church, though. <laughs> you really, like, I was I was learning more about Ecclesiastes in the Genius.com section mm-hmm. uh, than I did in uh, 18-ish years of, like, religious instruction. Mm-hmm. Where it's like Ecclesiastes is writing from the Hebrew Bible that essentially boils down to life being meaningless, which is the main philosophy of nihilism. And it's like you go to, you don't get, you don't, you know that Proverbs has a bunch of sayings in it, and you know that Psalms has a lot of like poetry, mm-hmm. but like you don't know that shit because you just go to church on Sunday and the the sermon is like why you should do chores in the house. And they just pull a line from Ecclesiastes that's like, the good man works hard and the the wife is pleased. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, damn, that's so true. I should I should mow the lawn damn, when I get home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to base my entire life off of that. Awesome. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, there's there's that's probably more of a Proverbs line, but you, you get my meaning. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I, I, I know that the, I must say this every time the Bible comes up. I feel like people are lying when they said that they've read the whole fucking Bible. It seems like a really long book to read. Unless, like, okay, if you were in, like, prison or something, I believe you when you yes. said you've read the Bible. Because, yeah. If, if you were, like, Julian Baker and you lived in 1920s Memphis, Tennessee with nothing else to do. You probably sure. have, yeah. But if like, you have I, Coco Melon, you're not reading that whole fucking <laughs> yeah. thing. You're not doing it. Even if, if you grew up with the backyardigans, you did not read the if Bible. If you woke up with the backyardigans, you might have never read the Bible. Uh... <laughs> Uh, like, Jeff Foxworthy has not read the whole fucking Song of Solomon. Kiss my ass, not, not a fucking chance. No chance. You do not what I do, name. you read, like, the first half of Genesis until they start saying, like, a list of names, and then you skip to the Gospels, because that's where Jesus is, and then you go to Revelation, because it's cool, and God gets a tattoo, and that's pretty much it. Maybe a little mm. bit of Job if you're feeling nasty. Mm. But, like, you're not reading, like, Hezekiah. You're not doing the that shit. The whole thing? The, the whole thing? The whole time? Yeah. He was up there on the cross and he says, it is finished. The covenant, the old new, it's a new covenant now. You don't even need to read that old don't stuff. Don't worry about the rest. Don't worry it's... about it. Anyways, uh, that's my, what the song's about. My only other thing is where it says, will you be a nihilist with me? If nothing matters, man, that's a relief. That's Bender. Um, yeah. So that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Are you enjoying the revival? I didn't, I know you said you hadn't I, had time last I'm time I'm waiting, asked. you know, I'm waiting for all the episodes so I can watch them back to back. Yeah, okay. Like, so I don't have to, so I don't have to wait at all. Man, so you haven't even met like Amy and Kiff's kids yet. That's crazy. No, I bet that's really funny. It's the best episode so far. I, that doesn't that shouldn't reflect on whether it's actually a good episode or not, but mm, mm. um the one after it that was based on uh Bitcoin City where they go to like an old west saloon where everything is based in Bitcoin. That one wasn't yeah, as good. That sounds really funny. 
next we have We're in Love. Yes. And this is just just this is a nice song about yeah. being in love. Not to be confused with my favorite song title ever, which is the Taylor Swift song You Are in Love. Oh, okay. That one I always didn't... makes me laugh every time I see it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a, it's a, a pointing at you and commanding you. Yeah. Are you are you this is relevant because Phoebe Bridgers is opening for Taylor on her Eras tour. Are you going to see uh Taylor Swift's concert film that broke all the theaters Ta- in the world? Taylor movie? I don't think I'm going to see Taylor movie. Um, oh, you're going to go see I Taylor movie live when she comes to MetLife? Of course. I can't wait until she comes again to MetLife Stadium. And I I feel like like we definitely have mentioned this before. But it's like odd how pe- much people are into Taylor Swift. I okay, I was going to let it go cuz I again, I also feel like I talk about that too much. It's something happened. You and know what it's I important think it was? that we talk about it. I I think I don't think this was a like dedicated concerted effort. But you know how people are like really into Beyonce for good reason? Sure. I feel like when Taylor has started her big tour, they were like we got to do that but more. We have you know? to make a new Beyonce. We have to make a new Beyonce. We have to sacrifice the old Beyonce and make the new one who sings Shake It Off. Mhm. And that's just my thing. And I'm not putting any value judgment on there if any Taylor Swift fans hear this. It's this just is something that I noticed. It's just weird. They we came, we, 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 the COVID came mm-hmm. and everybody mm-hmm. liked Taylor. I know that she was one of the most popular in the world. I know that. I remember I was there for the, for the 2010s, mm-hmm. but something shifted and we're only just now beginning to understand. I, it must be one of those things that like, we won't, you didn't understand Beatlemania when you were in it. You know, you had to, exactly. you had to look back and be like, wow, that was, that was crazy when they were the first four boys to ever like fly a plane over here or whatever that was about. Exactly. When there were four mop top kids from Liverpool, it's like, no yeah, one's yeah, ever yeah. done anything this, this nasty before. It's just like, I don't feel like when you would go to the Taylor Swift section of the record store, there would be people having like Pentecostal style religious, religious experiences by touching the, the record. I don't feel like that yeah. was a thing. And I'm, maybe Taylor, I'm just Taylor, maybe I'm just bitter. I mean, Taylor got the Swifties honking like geese, so like, good for you, I guess. Good for you. I, you know, we all we all got our 1989. That was a good album. We listened to that mm-hmm. for the show. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like to I'm New York. Yeah, every, yeah, it's been waiting for you. I've mm-hmm. been like, I think it would be fun to like. I've I've been chewing on the idea of like, what if we listen to like a later Taylor album. Um, and I, I still might at some point, but it's like, I gotta, things have got to cool down a little bit first. Yeah, just a little bit. Well, you know, let her finish that, that, the tour and then we'll revisit Taylor's, uh. Yeah, I'll go see Taylor movie and then we can, um, we, we can reconvene. Hmm. So, so that's one, what this song is that's about. That's what this song's about. So uh, this is the point, uh, Lucy opens this song up and th- at this point I was like, let me figure out how to say her name. So I did what I always do. Um, I open up the Wikipedia page and if there's no phonetic pronunciation, I'll pull up an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I found with her that where the interviewer said her full name was a needle drop interview. Mm-hmm. And it was just very bizarre that like, don't you think it's a little weird that musicians don't just like lunge at him like a wild animal when they see him? Because he says your album is is bad or whatever. Yeah, like if he ever said my album was a soft seven, and then like six months later he was like, "Would you like to come on my show?" I'm like, "Yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, play some time, motherfucker." But it is it is also see that's the thing that's I feel like that's the power move because then you it, he's just he's a fucking guy with a YouTube channel, you know. So then you could show up and be like, "Your your rating means dick to me." 
like you were nothing. Yeah, like, I did not even I did not even see that you gave my my album a a, a a light to you know to decent six. Yeah, like I didn't even think about that before yeah. I came here. So it's it's whatever. You are Sean Evans Hot Ones without the risk. Be gone. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about my creative process. This interview is a light four. Anyway, let's go. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I think I would like to do that interview now. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so verse one is all about how it's good to do the most disgusting things in the world, which are like blood oaths and spit shakes. Honestly, Um, like if I would either there's two things that I would do with the boys. One is a blood oath. Right. And the other one is whatever the shit that like uh, Liu Bei did with with his boys in like the garden or whatever during the the war of the three kingdoms. Sure. sure, sure. I do that shit. If I had like a Guan Yu in my life, I'd be like, we are we are brothers. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oath. You know, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, I, um, I would do it once. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta, right? Hey, I guess I, if, you, if you're giving everybody you? a blood oath, it stops to lose its sort of juice. I do ones. have I do have one issue with blood oaths. Okay, sure. this is the only problem I have with them. Is that if you just have to, like, mix your blood and, like, clasp together, why do people always cut the palm of their hands? It seems, seems like, like the, the least convenient area. Exactly. Like, y- like, you could, if it's just the blood, get it from, like do your elbows or something you know like i don't know somewhere you can put like a band-aid easily yeah do the top of your hand right yeah i'm not using that area very often you know just just something i something anybody seen this anybody notice this and and the fucking the the size of the peanuts on the fucking economy class like oh my god don't even get fucking nothing in the bag anymore they don't even give you the blue chips if you fly jet blue anymore can you believe this no you know they fucking they call it economy what yeah joe biden's economy fucking size Mm -hmm, of these seats exactly oh no you're thinking of economy plus um that's oh yeah yeah, yeah. and that's when you pay thirty dollars to sit in the same seat folks we'll be here for the rest of the podcast. They're considering fanny packs your carry-on now. Can you believe that? You seen this? You heard about this? Yeah, I got a personal item. It's called this middle finger, and it's pointing it's right called, at you, yeah, young it's, lady. It's, it's called D's nuts. Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you. And and the fucking... The, how about how about I go to Starbucks and I order a small coffee? C- and can you? know you, what I... I'm now, how about a small... Like, I'm now thinking of the hack thing where it was like your biggest issue with airplanes in in the vampire times was complaining about the meal they give you. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, my guy? Jerry, come on. <laughs> yeah, the you guy said next to me only had a two-piece suit on. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker got no cummerbund. Like, yeah. all right. <laughs> Guards, seize him! <laughs> Guards, yeah. <laughs> Execute this man. <laughs> so anyways, this song is about... Um, this song isn't relatable to me, because uh, in verse two, uh, Lucy says, some October in the future, I'll run out of trash TV. Mm-hmm. October is a great fucking time for TV. Yeah. You got um, football, of course. You got It's over the garden wall season. AEW full gear is probably mm-hmm. happening around that time. Uh, so I, I have a new, uh, co-teacher in one of my classes, sure. uh, this year and, and we were doing our, like, let's meet each, I hope, and, and, and I'm doing my thing. I'm like, so how like into this are you, you know, <laughs> you know, like yeah. how much effort do you put in? And then she mentioned that she's been watching, rewatching Jersey Shore. And I'm like, all right, sure. I got you. I understand you deeply. Yeah. What a- <laughs> so, uh, uh, uh. Anyway, that I, I saw the words trash TV and remembered 
fond memories returned of when they wrote the letter. Yeah, were you like, I've, I've, I've done praying hands in front of the house. Yeah, that you knew what it was when we went yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just before we move on from the song, uh, so Lucy says, I'll be feeling lonely, so I'll walk to karaoke, sing the song you wrote about me, never once checking the words. I hope that no one sings along. I hope that I'm not a regular. You can't just go to karaoke and sing a song that some guy wrote. That's fucking terrible etiquette. It's like you, when you go to karaoke, you want to pretend like you're nonchalant, but you've actually been studying, you know? Yeah. Like, like you you pick something that you can sing without looking at the words on there. Yeah, and, like, like you, yeah. you gotta, like, if it's not a song that people know, it's gotta be, you know, a real earworm banger. Like, that, There's that's gotta the be a balance either. Do. Either you gotta go, you gotta go something everyone knows and get the crowd pumped up. Or if you're doing, like, some deep cut or, or something like that, you gotta really belt that shit out. Like, you gotta impress everyone with your skills. Yeah, you better you know, go up there the- and do lose yourself, but if you want to sing about how somebody left the cake out in the rain, you better put your whole ass and dick and pussy into it right now immediately. Exactly. And this, it's, from the vibe of the song, it sounds like it's gonna be sort of like a slow, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be very good. Yeah, this is gonna be a fucking dirge that, that she's singing. It's yeah, you can't be, do you know. a dirge at karaoke, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. No offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have Anti-Curse. Uh-huh. Uh, which is weird, because I'm usually casting, like, curses and hexes and stuff. Yeah, like that, so. yeah, so this is, like, when I read Satanist, this was your sort of, like, immediate exactly. negative response. No, oh, no. No, no. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, opening... I'm, constant, I'm constantly giving people necrotic damage. So yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. is, like, you know, not working for me, but um, I'll give it a shot. This, I had a weird, like, Pavlovian response. Uh, mm-hmm. The first couple, like uh like notes that play on the song sound exactly like the the uh punk goes pop opening to like since you've been gone uh yes it does it sounds like since you've been gone it sounds exactly like it i didn't write this down but i remembered like pausing this playing regular since you've been gone just to check and then coming back yeah uh so anyways so so this is where uh julian's like getting getting deep i'm out of my depth at a public beach mm-hmm. um which i was immediately like you know julian you're usually my bias but public be- you're not you're not paying ten dollars to go to the beach yeah hmm. couldn't be me that's mm-hmm. uh you somebody hasn't ex- hasn't experienced the uh the beauty of the jersey shore exactly uh, did you did you read the story about this public beach? I don't believe that, so. So it, if, on the annotations, it says, right. uh, while in Malibu, she wanted to go swimming. And even though Phoebe had warned her about the high tide, she went anywhere. I, I like the idea that they're all just constantly traveling together. Like, yeah. it wasn't a tour or anything. They're just all, all together. The red uh, And she says, I got pummeled by the waves to where I couldn't keep my head up long enough to get my bearings. I have this macho bone in my body that I was like, I'm pretty fit. I could hold my own in the ocean. I could not. I could have drowned. <laughs> Uh, and that's why I don't swim in the ocean. So oh, there's yeah. nasty shit out there. So yeah. Yeah, ever since I saw that that one, uh, it was I think it was like a, a Twitter screenshot or a fucking Ask Reddit thing or something. But it was like, ladies, what's the nest? What, what's the like yep. smallest ick you've ever gotten from a man? It's and like, it was like, it's like he, he was got knocked over, over by, by the waves. waves. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I gotta I gotta make sure I'm on my fucking best behavior next time I'm out there. Exactly. Uh huh. I'm like, Last yeah, time I... we were at the beach, I I was standing like I was like I was a fucking stone golem out there. Like I was uh-huh. not letting that shit knock me around. Yeah, I looked like I had just returned to my village and saw all of my people had been slaughtered. Like I was, <laughs> I was standing perfectly stoically as the waves rolled over me. Yeah. I was swearing uh-huh. my revenge. Uh-huh. 
So that's what this uh, song's about. <laughs> so yeah, this this song is about how one time I was a I was when I was a kid and I was at the beach with my dad and I was in in the water and he wasn't in the water because he's smart and I like turned back to wave at him and saw the look of pure terror on his face as I turned around and got absolutely fucking bodied by the biggest wave uh-huh. of my life. And then I just like washed up on on the, the sure. sand. I was just I was just like ha ha. <laughs> like if that happened to me now, I would have to be in the hospital for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny to see a little kid get destroyed by waves, though. That is that is a pretty uh, funny thing. At the uh, time when I was little and it happened to me, I didn't think it was very funny. But now it's like I've I've matured and I realize it's quite funny when it happens. Yes. Um, I did. There's there's more comments from Julian about her near drowning experience. She says. To, to Rolling Stone. This is not the worst ever way to die. It's not traumatic uh, or lonely or violent or anything. I was just having a great time at the beach with my friends. That's like being smothered to death by puppies. And I'm putting a cap alert on this. I'm tired of people saying that about drowning. I'm not doing about that About drown? That seems like one of the... I would easily rather be pressed to death by stones than drown. Yeah! Like, it seems very bad to do. Like, I remember being a little kid and the would you rather was like, would you rather drown or be burned to death? And it's like, obviously fucking drown, burning to death would be quite bad. Mm-hmm. But like, whenever it's like, it would be peaceful. Like, no, it wouldn't. No, it's You're not, not supposed to be down there. The ocean hates you. The ocean Don't hates you. That. There's whales in there. Moby Dick's in there. Moby Dick lives there. The white whale is there. You can literally, you can fucking split your lungs with blood and thunder and you can grab lightning in your hand and it still won't stop that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. The water will kill you, not even the whale. <laughs> if too much of it gets in you, you die. If you drink the water, which you're most of, it'll kill you. That's how evil <laughs> it is in there. Uh. It's not good. All of the good animals that you think are down there are freshwater animals. You got to go to a lake. That's nice. Mm-hmm. There's no manatees out there. You know who's Very not going to kill you? Who's not going to kill you? An otter. They're yeah. Not. They won't do that to you. An otter's just going to do like flips against the glass when you go see him at the aquarium. It's fine. Mm. Moby Dick will kill you, and he'll like it because he's evil. Yeah. That's what we learned from that book. I would probably, rip to Ahab, I would probably, that would have gone down differently if I were on that boat, though. Exactly, yeah. But, you know, that's just... Sorry to spoil Moby Dick like fucking Jeopardy did to me right before I started reading it. Uh, Where it says, uh, this is the coolest character in Moby Dick. (laughs) Who is Queequeg? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This character hit the F5 on a fellow Queequeg. (laughs) Yeah. He did that shit. It was cool. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, we have Letter to an Old Poet on here as the last one. Uh, and, and you know, I... We're in our modern era, right? Sure. It's just weird to see shit like this where it says, the group tells me they did Thruples counseling in preparation for the record's release. Yeah. I feel like that shouldn't be in, like, an official statement. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I don't. Also, the person who wrote the article, that's a, that's not a real name. Um, that's, oh, Lexi McManaman? Yeah, Lexi mm-hmm. Mac- McManaman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lexi uh, Vitamita Vegemin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, like, I didn't need Thruples Counseling to, like, record, uh, like, Carry Me Home, you know? Yeah, to, to record three star special, we just did it because we knew what we wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, we just did know? it. So, but um, you know, that's just us. We're just, I guess, on the same. Yeah, same we're special, and that's you know, that's that's what separates us from most musicians. Exactly. Yeah, we we didn't even need to worry that one of us wanted to do a podcast more than the other because we ne- none of us wanted to do it. No. So that's yeah, that's, that's, we have you know, to because um, we're feds. 
And we're exactly. So we're, we're we needed it. to be. We said uh, we need to be motivated by the cash about this, and that's why we're, we're getting the band back together one more time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. So I did. Speaking of uh, what was said about the song, um, so there, so Phoebe, um, Mario, uh, the, the the leader of Boy Genius, um, mm. says, "I was toggling between We're in Love and this one to end it." Um, and Lucy was just so right. There's just no other way. We're We're in Love is the last song makes so much less sense, and this is like. If I don't think we were clear on the last two songs, but like there was a Phoebe song and then a, a Lucy song, and this is the or there was a Julian song, Lucy song, and now they're ending on a Phoebe song. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe's just like, like yeah, I guess only the, an event. Uh, you know, it's hard yeah, to make that decision, is, but I guess uh, I won't put my song in, in the death slot. I guess I'll put that at the end. Phoebe's getting up there and being like, oh no, it's a double main event, but I'm going on less. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like like <laughs> Julian will main event Saturday night and I'll main event Sunday night. And, uh, you know, you, you know, Julian, you get to main event the A side of the record. That's awesome. Yeah. How cool is that? Look, wow. no one's ever, the first time it's ever been done. Look at you. You're yeah. So much. People are going to have to flip to hear mine. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I did see also, this is, uh, so the, the I learned that the B side of the vinyl version of the record ends with a locked groove at the end of the song. So mm-hmm. their group repeats the last word, like waiting, like on loop until the listener lifts the needle. Which That's to me, pretty good. It's a really fucking cool idea and it's resonant and everything. Mm-hmm. But. But, yes. It's bringing back that, like, I feel like in practice, it would give you the same sensation of, like, when you wake up and you realize you've been listening to the DVD menu of Ferris Bueller's Day Off all night. Mm. And it's like that 30 minute recording of just like Cameron Fry being like Canada, Canada, Canada over and over again. I thought you were going to say when you expect there to be like a mid credit scene in a movie and you're just like waiting there for something to happen. Yeah, I was listening to the song. and I was like, I hope Loki shows up at the end. Mm. Mm. And, so he, I do, and he, I, he does not. It is he doesn't. Of... I respect I respect the vision, but it's just like in practice. I would be like, yeah. Well, because, you know, sometimes you listen to a record and the thing about records that we all love, we all love having the physical wax sensation. We all love being uh both characters from 500 days of summer and nick and nora's infinite playlist and all of those movies that we love and we all resonate with all of the characters we all love our wax baby don't we but Mm -hmm. what we don't like to admit is that you only get like fucking 20 minutes of music before you have to go right back up there and fucking flip it over and then you have to put Mm -hmm. it back in the sleeve and it's hard and you're not allowed to touch it even though that's the only way you can move it around is by touching it Mm -hmm. and it's yeah like you know, usually, you know, I'll, I'll let a record play and then, you know, the record, the, the record player will, will click off and I will, you know, maybe take 20 minutes before I get up and I, fi- I finish my rounds of Rocket League and then I get up and I put the record away. But this, I'm playing Rocket League and I'm just hearing like waiting, 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 <laughs> waiting, waiting. It's like, oh God, I got to finish and this I'm match like, first I, before I get it. I it's can... really resonant. It's a beautiful way to render. Like, that's really cool when you're playing with a medium. But also I'm trying to, I've I've got four minutes and 10 seconds left in this fucking Rocket League game and we're down 0-2, mm. which isn't enough mm. to forfeit yet. Mm. Ugh. Life, your life is so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saying so, man. <laughs> thank, thank you for coming, for coming here every week and being so brave with me. Yeah. No, yeah. Likewise. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's the album. That's the album. Uh, that like song it. and all the songs are about Bo Burnham. I've decided mm-hmm. in retrospect. Uh, do we do questions? Uh, we do uh, Slap City conventionally. Slap City. Okay, so I have Slap City and Up, just letting you know. And oh, I I went first last time. Um, so you're up. I'm going to uh, just do another, uh, another girl song that bangs um, from mm-hmm. another group because I don't know enough about Boy Genius. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put on Immaterial by Sophie. 
Because that song, Go Hard, even though I'm not usually a big, like, electronica, which I think is the genre guy, mm-hmm. sure. um, this song's really good, and I like it. Okay. Um, I am going to pick, and one of the reasons I'm picking this, this song is because this album is really good, but there's literally fucking, like, 22 songs on it, and we're not doing that shit. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm picking Simulation Swarm by Big Thief. Okay. Uh, th- this, this shit goes, goes hard. You know, I'm I'm not usually like it's like folksy kind of like country stuff where they got a lot of twang and things and like springs bouncing and shit like that. Um, From the album Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe in you. Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe in you. Yes, really good. Uh huh. Great. There's, there's like a million songs on it though, so we're not. Yeah, we asked we asked uh, AI to predict the name of the new Mountain Goats album. Yeah, check out Spud Infinity if you get the chance. Song of the yeah, summer. Song of the summer. Um. So I'm I'm picking that because it's a good song, but I'm not gonna listen to that whole album <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. um questions if you have a question you can send to us at you love to hear it on twitter um julian hive is uh representing out so and about respect. yeah uh so thank you uh universally beloved on twitter at love small song friend of the show sends a tweet from sapphic white boy pretty good who says, listening to a German band from the 70s play the most frightening thing imaginable over and over again for 15 minutes. Why do women listen to Phoebe Bridges and not this stuff? <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, it's a good question, right? Like Something to think about. Anytime, not exactly the same, but I when I'm playing the intro to Painkiller on repeat and starting the song over and over again every 25 seconds, I'm like, Kim, why do you not like this? Yeah. Like, it's good. I would listen to records if, if like, p- the painkiller riff just constantly repeated when the record was done. Yeah, just the pain, the painkiller drum intro over and over and over again. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. My CKY record is about to end. Oh, wait. So, just kind of related. I, I, I could be wrong, but uh, Polyphia, one of my favorite bands, is playing near here next month. Ooh. And I was like, how much are tickets? Are they sold out? And I think, like, you can get them. You know, like, secondhand, if you want to pay too much money. Sure. So I was like, alright, let me check out the set list. They're playing a, like, a, a bunch of good shit, and then I saw, and I, you know, check a bunch of them, make sure it's the same. In their encore, they're doing a cover of 96 Quite Bitter Beings. Fuck yeah, dude. So I kinda need to go I see Full of Yeah, you might month. have to be there. I think, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, anyway. Mm. Uh, at you left to hear it. On Twitter, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and thank you to our, uh, hold on, let me get the phrasing right, our best friend of the show and above audience members. Thank you. That, that's like when that you sucks. have to say- I, I don't like the vibe of that at all. Oh, so you don't like when I say like WWE superstar? You don't like that? Well, I like, you know, I I, I respect all of our all of our superstars now, I'm in thinking the P-God universe. You know, so if I do, so let me speak honestly. This is, you know, an open forum. Is it like when I say Lenini, don't you be a meanie? Is it kind of how they always say like Seth freaking Rollins every time? Yeah, it's, it's the whole freaking You know what show. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the demon Finn Balor. Is it kind right, of it's like, like that? It's like, and you know, they, ha- they have some, you know, they have some people who are just like Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a normal Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then we also, yeah, we also have uh, we No have Way freaking- Jose. Yeah. <laughs> the, fa- the famously uh, still popular... Uh-huh. No way, Jose. Thank you to our best friend of the show and above tier members. Fuck you, <laughs> Patreon. That's I right. won't do what you tell me. 
Valerie W, Trigger Harpy, Tufster McGee, The Master DS, Sylvie Bullet. So nasty. No way, Jose. Silvery Air, Sensual Kazoo, Sarah Lucky Dice Kirby, Brian West, Reliet, Paul Moran, Paul Blart, Fleshcart, Old Petey, MJ Jenny, Manoa Chomsky, Matt Berger, Maggie Rice, Looker and Nanu, Lenini. Don't you be a meanie. I, I couldn't God, do it. God. I couldn't do it. Kiwi, K Darling, It Was a Penguin, Hecabee, Electric Gaunt, Ducky Aisha, Derek. Great Big Sword. David Besser rhymes with Lesser. Chris. Hey, bro. Let's let's fan ca- me, you, and Chris. Which boy genius are we? Let us know, and then yeah. uh, you know, take it from there. Who's the leader <laughs> of the bunch? Yeah, who's who's the most li- who's most likely to uh, be smoking cigarettes out behind the church, but also still be a Christian? Mm. Something to think about. Caroline Savage, Brianna, Big Titty Goth Treadwife, Audrey Olson, and XB, Andres Gonzalez, Alex Moomin, Aditya Kumar, Sarah and Blair, Roy, Paul Bechtel, Patrick Gallagher, Neve Noah Williams, Kush Bayou Star, Josh Veal. Josh wrote that article that said thruple in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I just got the the um the bot that says anytime there's a the, the first ever instance of a word in one of Josh's articles, I saw the thruple mm. one today. Mm-hmm. Elliot Valentine, Destry Hawk, Curse Goat, Caroline Vlock, Big Flat Bunt, Vario Trio, Beep! and Alex Show. Thank you for your mm-hmm. generous donations. I liked that you. Uh, I liked how the pause worked uh, with Lenini. Don't you be a meanie? Because it reminded me of like when CM Punk comes out and he like mm-hmm. he goes like it's and then everybody else says it's clobbering time. Clobbering time. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you were just leaving room for all the fuzzy maniacs to sing. Judas I was. Back I, at you. I was like, no, you sing it. You know, like one of those <laughs> type of things. Yeah, which I wish that that's how the girls had opened this album, but otherwise, I did enjoy <laughs> it. Uh, so we are um wrapping around to a uh, patron pick here. That's right. Uh, and we this one we got. Uh, there were kind of two two paths to take down. Okay. And um. Okay, so they okay, so they did rank them. It was like this is my number one pick, but if you want to do this one, that's fine too. And okay. I think the I'm, I wanted to do the number one pick, and especially the reason for that is uh you couldn't i don't know if you if you were planning on it or not but tragically papa was canceled in florida yes uh papa could not perform due to the various uh weather of god being angry at him sure so i thought it would be a good time to fill in with something that was like also kind of evil okay you know um, if we could get some, some, like, darkness in there. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we've just faced the sun, we had the Great Days cover. I'm looking at our topsters, and it's like, we could, we could, we could, we have room for an evil record. Uh-huh. Uh, so, this one comes in from a friend of the show, Curse Goat. And it's this album, let's see, it's this third studio album of this English heavy metal band. That's like, Any, I know that's a real genre, but that's just, that's a very funny, that's heavy metal. Uh, like Eng- that's English, what they called English it. heavy metal is just, is Be- pretty Before good. they had, before they had shit called like grindcore, that was what they called everything. Right. You know, they didn't yeah, have yeah, the terminology yeah. that we have now. Um, so this, ad- this album is regarded as by some critics as the foundation of doom metal, stoner rock and sludge metal. Okay. So Do you in, like those terms? I like sludge metal a lot. Okay. It's like the ability that allows you to poison steel types. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, corrosion. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, I uh, think we're. I think that uh, our friend Curse Goat has selected the Grateful Dead. 
Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think that's what the Grateful Dead is, but that's a good guess. Just I don't think anybody's name. ever listened to them, though. I don't think that's, like, correct, but I also don't think anybody's ever listened to the band, so you can't say. Uh, whether. for our next, our next fun point pick, we will be listening to Black Sabbath's Master of Reality. Oh, yeah! Hey, I know that one! Uh-huh. I haven't really listened to it, unless it has fucking war pigs on it, but, like... It does not know that's, it does not have war pigs on it. Uh, uh Paranoid no is, is, is fucking nuts. That track list is, like like insane oh, I'm, I'm, Every, ve- I'm all... very into this <laughs> um so yeah we we will be checking out master of reality um man they yeah. start this off with sweet leaf that fucking whips ass okay all right um i i'm listen i i don't know if you could tell but i have listened to this album before yeah um, it, it it's it's like pretty canonical in in mm-hmm. metal i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh so that's uh, we're checking out um ozzy and, and company on this one i think i will mm-hmm. there, it, 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 <laughs> the basis for black sabbath his name is geezer butler and like that's, and that's exactly like on his birth what certificate that's well terrence michael joseph quotations geezer butler oh, but it's like good. that's it, that's exactly what black sabbath's basis should be named yeah 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 so. oh he's formerly of black sabbath ozzy osbourne and geezer butler band yep what else do you need? Cool. Though um, Butler wrote some songs intended for the project, the group did not record or release any material. Mm-hmm. That's Sorry, so geez. I can I also have a Wikipedia page for my band that never had any songs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what we're gonna be checking out. Uh, a couple right. weeks. I think I'll so listen enjoy. to "Master of Reality" by Black oh. Sabbath. Billy Corgan, leader of the Smashing Pumpkins, considered the "Master of Reality" the album that spawned grunge. Guy who's listened to a bunch of genres before. Yeah. <laughs> Guy who listened to Fun Point like 10 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so thank you, uh, Chris Goat, for, for the suggestion. We'll be yeah, doing that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think I will like and it. Thank and you. I will, I will enjoy you uh, the... all the Osborne's memes that I'm going to probably look at in the next. Oh, uh, yeah, those are going to be really, really funny. Yeah. That shit was funny back when he was like, what the, what the fuck are you doing, son? You know? Yeah, that's awesome. That was funny. I'm mm. so mad at you. I could bite. I could bite a bat's head off on stage. That those are the, those if, are the two if, things I know about him. If that shit happened, if I was alive at that time, that really would have been like the dopest shit I've ever seen in my life. It would be cool. It would have. I wish Randy Johnson had done that to the bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. It was still cool what what he did, but I don't think it was intentional. You know. But we'll see. Oh, I thought, <laughs> I thought you meant. Ozzy Osbourne he, thought it was a sandwich. He didn't mean to do he did. it. He thought he thought it was a big nasty sandwich. I think he thought it was fake. Like I think that's why he did it. I don't know. I could. Be I don't. Wrong e- I that. if you told me that it was it was fake, I would believe you right now implicitly. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually know 100 percent if it was real. Well, I'll do my Ozzy research yeah. and we'll get back. Maybe the bat was racist. Maybe it was good that he did that. That's that's probably true. Thank you to the boy geniuses. Thank you to the beach. Thank you to um, my dad. Thank you to all fellow Julian stands. Um, yes, we are we are one million strong. Yeah, for, there against, will never be against a, Taylor Swift, who is having Phoebe Bridgers open for her tour. There will never nasty. be, even if Julian has one fan, it won't be me because we are we are legion. That's and right. We are we are and unstoppable. We, we changed the location to all reflect this current location in Marvel Snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yo, DJ, spin that shit. Bye. Bye.